the internet. Um, team, team. All right, so this is the Cheat Day Podcast. Uh, we have an amazing episode for you guys. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, big, big week. Big week. We got 1.2 <laughs> million views. Oh, okay. That's, That's great. Good. We're doing that? Yeah. Okay. We're, it's self-promotion. It feels, it feels a little bit like we're waxing our own canoes, as it were. Do you know what I mean? Wax canoe. Wax a canoe. canoe. Waxing my canoe. Warm up. In public. And, Publicly uh, wax. Stavros <laughs> uh-huh. uh, waxes his canoe. Waxes. Today we're joined by uh, actor, writer, performer, uh, comedian, Peter Gross. Hello. Peter Gross. It's good to be here. It's so nice to have you. Hello. This guy's got real credits, and now he's... he's he does have real credits. <laughs> and this. Rappy food podcast. No, this is... I'm well, very it's nice. excited. It's always I mean, nice. I don't know why Mayron's here. He's an actor. <laughs> to food? <laughs> to food. I am an actor. Yeah, what are you... Well, here's the thing. It's like... Uh, it's it's nice to feed someone and like sort of extend the gifts of this show to someone mm. who you actually really like. Mm. Do you know and this what is I mean? the first time that's happened. And this <laughs> is the first time everyone up until this point has been kind it's of been a, a nightmare. And like and now no I. Like that was an insult. Love it. It was. It's literally. It's literally how you really like every other host of this show is a bastard. Absolutely. No, it's Peter Gross. So. We get to do this. We get to unpack and hang out with someone that we... You know him in a particular way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Your connection. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Do you want to talk about that before I monopolize the conversation? Well, (laughs) I I first met Peter when I was uh, working on Late Night at Seth Myers. I'm still working there. Peter was... uh, He appeared on air as well as being a writer. Would I also call you the producer for that show? No, you would not. Okay. Good for you. IMDB would not. Seth would not. No. (laughs) No, yeah. I was just a writer at the time. And, okay. But, I mean, it's not just a writer. Because I got this theory. When good projects take off, I feel like it attracts the best talent. Okay. You know what I mean? They find their way some. Are you talking about us again? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly that's... I'll just leave. That's my, not a lot of action going on here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wonderful sponsors. Here, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. They love the electricity. So, um... At, at the time, I wasn't that uh, familiar with Peter, but then I, I had a chance, you know, because I used to come in early and watch the rehearsals yeah. for the bits you guys did, and I was like, wow, everyone here is so funny, mm. effortlessly funny. It was a good crew of people. Yeah. It was not the funniest of the writers. That would probably be Connor O'Malley, who was just the most anarchic. Do you agree about this? And insane. I know. I, I love, I'm a Connor fan. That's okay. the thing. You know what I mean? When he does something, I want to watch it. Yeah. Wild. But I mean, beyond that, obviously, uh, Peter went on to great successes. Uh, but you, did you start as a writer? I mean, I know you started in Chicago as a, in uh, improv. Yeah, I started in Chicago in improv. And I mean, Seth was a friend of mine from college. College, Northwestern. Yeah, we were in the same, uh, like, college sketch improv group called the Meow Show. That, uh, <laughs> I guess he's probably one of the more famous alumni now, but at the time it was like, oh my God, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was in this thing. Oh, she shit. started it in the late, I'm going to out her age, but late. She knows, she's, she, knows she, how old she is. She knows exactly how old she is. And also she's like, and fuck you. I love her age attitude. And also she looks like she's 40. So she's, yeah, she's she a, a yeah. good leeway to be like, actually, I'm 55. Another one is Toit. Yeah. Gosh. She's yeah, fine. <laughs> it's true. And she's nice. And How she's do you look wonderful. so good? Money. Yeah. <laughs> good jeans. But yes, that, uh, we did that together. And, Were you connected uh, to Second City or IO? Or... Yeah, at the time, um, I we both tried to get into that group in college, like right from the beginning. And there was a whole crew of people who were a year older than us. And then when they, they were just a year older. So by the time, every time we auditioned, they were like, no, we're full. And then they all graduated and everything was wide open. 
and I was kind of scrambling. I was like, I want to audition for this thing, but I have to go take classes somewhere. And then somebody told me to not go to Second City for classes, to go to Improv with it, which okay. had better teachers, I guess, at the time. That's very Are, are you a Del Close head? Um, I wouldn't call myself a Del Close head. I took classes with him for like a single level, and he was pretty uninspiring. Love and, it! <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, there were, there were a good like five, six years where, maybe not even that long, where Del was like, really phoning it in and it wasn't like oh he was on heroin because I think he could be inspiring when he was on heroin <laughs> and I don't know if there was a time that he wasn't past. You were like, I know nothing he was always on heroin he was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. he was on lazy that's what he was on he had a bad work ethic <laughs> well and I, I think at that point like any anyone who does anything for a certain amount of time like you can't imagine that it's always going to be a certain spring yeah. time of you doing it Absolutely. does that make yeah. sense uh, even like artists that you love, like uh, you know, musical artists, are like oh, an album kind of sucks. So I was sure. in like the bad Dell period, and he picked it up a couple of years after uh, I was there, and like right almost toward he when he was about to die, he had a real like burst of energy. So I'm not a huge <laughs> Dell close head, but I had really great teachers, and I'm uh, Seth and I both took classes there, and we had other friends that we met, and and that was a really good experience. And then I worked with uh, Seth at Boob Chicago in Amsterdam. You were there is, too, yeah. Well, yeah, Amber was there. Amber. Uh, Amber Ruffin. Oh, wow. There's been a lot of good people. Jordan Peele, wow. Ike Baron Holtz, wow. Wow. Josh, Skikowski, Joe Benjamin. There seems to be like a. Brandon Hunt, theater. Jason Sudeikis. An incubator for, you yeah, know. It's, it's in the Netherlands. It's, <laughs> it, is it really in the it fucking is, Netherlands? How do you end up in the Netherlands? It's like Second City, essentially, in, in the Netherlands. It was started by. Uh, yeah, did you know that Amsterdam is the Netherlands? I, did you know that Holland is the Netherlands? No. Did you know that Dutch people live in the Netherlands? Do they make you wear wooden shoes? <laughs> they do! <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable and everyone loves it. No, they it love was, it. Uh, they love it. It was just like, it was started by a group of people who actually had gone to Northwestern and did the Meow Show and stuff and did the Paralympic. And they just went to Amsterdam once. They were super high on a trip after college, and they were like, "We should do improv here. <laughs> it's so cheap." <laughs> and, it's so, and it was rides bikes, so they have less excuses to miss the show. Absolutely, and you can like the, everyone's. There's constantly like tourists coming through, and there's like weed tourism, so yeah, you get the, a lot of those like, people went to Amsterdam, they got laid, and they were like, "We should do this here all yeah. the time." I mean, yes, yeah. that's all that happened. It's basically like there's so many ideas you have when you're high that like sober, you're like, "That was a stupid idea," and it's, this was the one very good. <laughs> but improv and, and and absurdist comedy lends itself to that. Oh, I yeah. mean, there's something about just like going out and doing something that doesn't make sense with balls. Oh, what yeah. a wild <laughs> swing! You know, you're thinking you're like, "Yeah, yeah." People we're going to come to Amsterdam for improv. Like, well, I mean, why not? Because you're there for drugs and hookers. That's why people go to Amsterdam. And that's, I mean, drugs, hookers. That's when they used to go. Yeah. Now they come yeah. for the improv. <laughs> it's improv students from, you know, Baltimore. Save up all their money to, to take a third-class steamer trip over to Amsterdam. But it was like a known thing. So here's the good thing about me is that I know absolutely nothing about my the industry that I work in or who the people are or the good. players. I know nothing. Right, and I, I'm not even interested. I'm Most not even that, views that I'm you not, see are in it. I'm not that curious. <laughs> that's right. That's who, <laughs> that is a comfort. I live in the Upper West Side, yeah. so I'm going to be shaking a lot of hands. Lawyers, performers, agents, something. Kissing a lot of babies. Yeah. Building. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but the comedy cell. Jewish star in the window. Oh my god! I I thought that was like a pita bread, like a way to slice. All right. So here's the thing. At what point do you know mm -hmm. that, like, you want to become a ha-ha person such that, yeah, 
What I go for? I went for. Uh, I thought it was Amsterdam. I went for the uh, the hookers. Nice and nice. No, I went for. Um, I didn't know. I went on a. I visited and I thought there's a lot of different stuff going on here. Um, there were like somebody was like, "There's a school of education. There's a school of there's like tech stuff." It's a great school. They're like, "There's performing arts stuff," and I thought, "Okay, maybe." But like, I didn't do plays and stuff in high school. I did hmm. one play in high school, the senior class play, where like everybody just gets a part and they everyone, everyone does stuff. Um, but it wasn't like a major thing of mine. But I think I must have been turned on by something about it. I didn't know Chicago for Second City, which is crazy because I was a huge Saturday Night Live fan. I would like watch it, tape it, videotape it, play it back and just write the sketches out. Wow. I loved stand up when I was young. I would watch like every young comedian special. I knew like all these people and you know, I have like, you know, I'm like one of the few people who hasn't done comedy forever stand up, but I'm like, I talk about like, I know who Bobby Slayton is. I know who like all these like older comics were, but I just was like super into it when I was 10 years old. We're right around the same age. I think so. so. We um, are. 20, 30, 20, 31, 30, 31. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I'm 48. So that's my, okay. 46. Early, yeah, early eighties were but, my, but how, old how old is my face? How old is my I mean, I resurface it constantly. <laughs> yeah. These are fresh cells. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then you're you end up at Northwestern and you are studying what you you're like you commit to what is a major, not that major. Nothing bad. at first. Good man. First whole year, nothing. Yeah. And then I thought I was like, I'm gonna be a psychology major. I don't know. Sure. And then I found out about this whole the school of speech. I was reminded it's like a performing arts, a full theater major, radio, TV, film, which is a film major, communications, like you could study communications which really what is that is nothing it's teleprompter like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> well it's like you i don't know it's like everything that kind of has to do ancillarily with with like the yeah with like uh media like you could be like yeah. people would go from that like into advertising mm -hmm. or marketing and stuff so i basically went to the dean at that school and i was like i don't like being not knowing what I'm doing. Can I be a theater major? And she was like, so here's what theater majors have to do. Every day, they have a, a theater class where they, every single day with the same people for their entire four years of school. At this point, I was going to be a sophomore. So it would have been three. She's like, you have to wake up at like eight in the morning. You have to study like the Greeks and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm going to stop you right there. What's another <laughs> option that is not that? And really? she's like, you should be a radio TV film major. So that's what I did. Amazing. So they call it RTBF. And no, and now finally with like podcasts coming out, I'm actually am like in radio formats. In a sense. For years, no radio. And was, I mean, like some filmmaking and some TV, you know, like writing and stuff like that. Just like a general film major was what I ended up in. That's what I landed in. See, I'm, ri I'm riveted by that. So, and then I thought I was going to be a photographer for a little bit. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, creative is creative. You're going to, like, yeah. it comes out in different ways. Were your, were your photographs funny? Uh, no, they or were funny. They, they were like kind of photographer, um, like street photography stuff. That's what I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked, yeah, <laughs> photographer. Yeah, the poor. Uh, I, I would take, me. I would yeah. take non-consensual photographs of the poor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like street artsy stuff for for my own stuff, and then just upskirts for money. Yeah, because they're selling <laughs> yeah, absolutely. photos and videos yeah. and stuff. Um, this is in the early days of the internet, so yeah. like, you know what I mean. They had to get it done. Yeah, where it would take like a long time for something to learn. <laughs> Well, there's the top, here comes the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I was like a nothing. I would do improv shows. I would like wait tables. I catered. I like was a temp at the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. 
I just did like a bunch of little tiny things for little bits, bits of money. And if you threw them all together, it like kind of made a salary. And then, but you end up in improv enough that you are willing to move to the Netherlands for it. Yes, yeah, so I don't. You know what I mean? Like that's a that was, that's well, a, it was a job. That's the thing is, it was a yeah. job. Because before that, it was all those little bullshitty things. Yeah. I also was a photographer's assistant where I'd make like 60 bucks for a whole day. Yeah. Loading his camera, like in that bag and like unloading it, you know, because it's like the light bag. You don't want to expose the film to the, yep. the sunlight. And then, uh, yeah, they I auditioned for this thing, this Boom Chicago, and they were like, we'll pay you, you know, you'll do four shows a week. You get paid. There's no like health insurance or something. But uh, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll go audition for that. And then I got it. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. And Seth and I both got it together. And he was like, I'm going to be really disappointed if you don't do it. And my dad, who was uh, born in Europe and was an immigrant and moved here in his 20s, was like, you have to go. There's like, you'll you'll be living in another country for six months. Like, you have to go. Yeah. That. So then it's like a seminal developmental experience. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's exactly the kind of thing where, like, if my son asked me something like that at that similar age, like it was 23. Yeah. I'll do it. There's no way you're not doing it. You I'm have to forcing do you. I will chain you to me and we'll fly over there together and I'll drop you off because it's I would have it would have been a big thing to miss out on. It's one thing to audition and not get it. But I got it. It was, I should have gone. I, I mean, I have questions. Do you have a question? I don't want to, because I'm, I will jump right up. Okay. Make it weird. Yeah. What was your, what is it? Like you're there for six months, yes. right? The, what you were only there for six months. I was some people it, that was at a time where they were only doing shows over the summer. And then right after I left, they started having a full year round theater. And so it was like April November. when you say that, like you would insist that they, that your son do this, yeah. right? What about those six months make it this thing that you would absolutely insist that someone else do? Just like all the drugs and sex. I think that Ryan was talking about. Uh, is that true? Is it drugs and sex? I mean, it can be. Well, I don't That's know. That's not what I loved about it. Okay. Um, yeah. For the purposes <laughs> of the podcast, <laughs> I was, I'm a big premiere fan. Honestly. Uh, transit system. Windmills. I love a windmill. Uh, the clogs that you were talking yeah, about a earlier. A cobbled hat. Just the, the proximity to Belgium was just <laughs> riveting. Yeah. Um, yeah. When are you ever that close to Luxembourg? <laughs> um, no, it was, it was great. It was Basically, it was the performing experience. Mm. It was having to be on stage four nights a week. Uh, the getting paid is great because you're like you have an extra level of pride, you know, when you get paid versus when it's for free. Absolutely, this is what it was in Chicago at the time. It's all free, but then it's just it's like you don't even realize it day to day. But the repetition makes you better, and um, I just it was like when you know the when you're a performer and you have to work all day at a temp job or you have to wait tables and like balance all that stuff out. You're kind of only half living that the life that you sort of want to be living. And totally. this was like, you're going to get, you don't have to wait tables. You don't have to do anything. In fact, you can't, you're in another country. You can't just walk in and get another job. <laughs> right. So you have to do this. And it was like that element of it. Um, at that young age, like it was still at a time where your brain is forming and it was exciting. That's magical. It was magical. I believe extremely in lucky. And then extremely lucky. And, and then, I went with my best friend at the time. It was like, great. No, I mean that I have no bad stories that have ever happened to me. Yeah, right. It's just been one charmed experience after another. No, we just started with my luckiest thing. (laughs) And then you moved to New York. What happened? No, I went back to Chicago. Chicago. I imagine when you're, you know, Amsterdam, you're probably worried about your future and what you're going to do when you go back to. I mean, a little bit, right? I was a little bit. Well, what's funny was when there were definitely times past that uh, after I had already come back. There were people, like, I would help them audition for new people, and there were people who were like, oh, I'm kind of in track to, like, 
maybe next year be an understudy for the Second City Touring Company, which is no money. You only make money when you do a show. Mm. But they were so precious about like their little spot in line, mm. which, you know, as comics, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to get into this club. And like, if I do this here and I, I just show up enough, I'll prove to them that I'm, it's like any career though. You mm -hmm. have to like be in the place where you want to be doing your career. That's true. Um, yeah, it became a thing where people were like, I don't know if I should go. And everybody who went was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I went. Because the same, that spot is waiting for you when you get back in a year or two years or whatever. And you've grown. Um, but I came back, I went to, I was like an understudy for the touring company. Did um, you ever climb the ladder at Second City and become, is that the big one, the main stage or the touring I company? I did. Yeah, the ladder is like the touring company. There's three touring companies. You tour around, you do like performing arts centers, if you're lucky. It's a lot of colleges, a lot of like in a, in a room that shouldn't have uh, comedy in it, where like this is the light. I mean, like, it's like, Connor, is that you guys had touring experience? Yeah. Which I think, uh, like, you know, you always meet those people that were like, oh no, I just went to college and then I was in Second City and now I'm on TV. Like, yeah, there right. are those people. <laughs> yeah. Then there's some people that are like, yeah, I did improv on a cruise ship. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, so sorry. We're no. lost. <laughs> you, yeah. you can see the emotional scar in other souls. You yes. Yeah, like yeah. there's parts of it that are fun, but when you're like, I did a show that was not fun for a living, <laughs> a lot. Like that's that's yeah. like part of that's the job. Then and then you then that makes you appreciate the times you're like, that was fucking great. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. yeah, touring was generally fun, but also like you could be with people you hated. You could do a show at like a Christian college where they're like, no sex, uh -huh. no cursing. Oh yeah. No, like and then you'd be like, I guess we're just doing all improv stuff where we're all gonna be like you know, uh, I don't know, like Partridge Family Kids were like, what's, what characters can just, you play? Just to put this out there, I did a show at a Catholic college where they had in the, oh, in the good. rider, they were like, you can't, you can't say, you can't, you can't, you can't say Pope, condoms, or abortion. And literally the first act was this girl who had just started doing stand-up and she went on stage and was like, Pope, condom, abortion. Like in the most kind of like, yeah. like, uh. Like, I'm not supposed to say this, don't say this, don't say this. And then she yeah. said all three of them. Oh my like, God, I said all. None of you were getting paid. Like, they, in yeah. that moment, oh yeah. They oh, had to, oh wow. yeah. I did a showcase in LA and I had to go to, I think, New Mexico the next day. And I, it was a late night. I missed my first flight. <laughs> I, I finally get to New Mexico and I walk in to do the show. I'm sure I look like hell. And they go, we just want to remind you, you signed a morality contract. And I'm like, what? I no, I, no, I do not. Yeah. And then I read it real quickly, and it was like, you can't, you can't say gay. You can't, it, you can't use any slang. This is the modern could, Florida version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't. It is the modern. Yeah. The student body was very liberal, and there were there were clearly gay couples in the front row that wanted me to notice them. You like, don't hey. know that, Ryan. They were holding hands, <laughs> like, waving at me. Like yeah. they could have been Iranian. Mention us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just kind of like Middle Eastern. They could have been Pakistani. You know, could have been, been very good friends. Yeah, because they can refuse payment. Mm. So I was mm. like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. After the show, I'll do a ton of jokes about you. It's <laughs> 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 amazing. That's so funny. So then, how, when does it become New York? Uh, it becomes New York. So then I do, I do second city. I was lucky again. I got on the ETC stage, um, which is, there's two theaters. The main stage is like the main one. The ETC is the smaller guy. Um, but, uh, then I got to, I moved to New York to write for the Colbert report, mm -hmm. which was 2007. The Brandy Smith show. You did, but wait a minute. Very early on, I was Peter's. So there was a guy named Pete Dominic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete was, was there when I was there. I was Pete Dominic's. So he brought me in as his backup. Oh, that's so, great. And 
the tape I got from that, I actually used to get a Seth Meyers audition. Oh, that's fantastic. You. Look at you. We were late to You two are very. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried to talk to him on set. He just big me. Hold on a second. <laughs> um, I better actually. I bet it when he was big league, big league in my heart, especially. We'll get to where I'm literally where just met. building to the point of where I like. I'm like I can't wait to meet this human. Oh, that's very nice. We yeah. had a very fun first night. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. So that moved me to New York. <laughs> Uh, was Colbert, and then um, I worked there for three years, and then I stopped, and I moved to LA for a couple of years, and then I moved back, and soon after I moved back, I started working for Seth. And Colbert put you on in some sketches. You're getting yeah, camera I was time. Some stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really fun. And I mean, the 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 whole time I was at Second City, and the whole time I was at Colbert and at Seth, I was doing those Sonic commercials. So I had ah, I had like Sonic. a thing that I was doing yeah. that was happening and just this is like you know i give like career advice to people sometimes we're like they're like my son graduated from something can he call you and like he can but like what am i going to be like hey get like a, the, a, a commercial that runs for 18 yeah, years <laughs> commercial that yeah. runs for 18 years yeah and, you know everything else is figured out do that that is comfortable that's my path <laughs> i mean but i, I <laughs> so, uh, amazing yeah so i was able to like did you ever do you, yeah I auditioned for SNL when I was in Chicago because they, our agents in Chicago would be like, hey, SNL's looking, let's put you on tape. And it was literal tape. And you'd go, <laughs> like, bring your three characters and three, you know, imp- impressions. And they would put it, you know, put you on a tape. And they would combine, like, you know, it was called Grossman Jack Talent. They would, you know, put all of their people on, all their second city people, who were all very funny. But then my, my image was like Lauren getting like a tape. Oh, it's a tape from Chicago and just opening up out of the like brown paper thing and then just throwing it right <laughs> the garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone ever. They've gotten a lot of people from Chicago. I was they did eventually. Well, Seth was in Chicago. Julia. <laughs> yes, Julia. Sadiq. Other Sadiq wasn't in Chicago. I don't know. They get people, but it's just like not from a tape that you make, mm. you know, at your agent's office. It's mm. like someone's got to see you do something interesting. You know what I mean? Um, well, so very cool. I mean, it was fun to do, yeah. but I, 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 it wasn't like if I was like, "Have you ever auditioned?" I'm like, I don't know. I guess I've like the way people audition for American Idol by like you know taping themselves yeah. and like emailing <laughs> it to AmericanIdol.com. <laughs> That's not really auditioning. And then, so when uh, when you left Seth, what did you go on to do? When I left Seth, I um, didn't have anything immediately, but ultimately. The next big thing I did was the President Show uh-huh. mm-hmm. with Anthony Atamanik, uh as Donald Trump. Uh, I ran into the two of you together on the search party set. Yes, that was so fun. I had just wrapped, and you guys were coming in. That was the two of you. Like that is the thing, though. You end up kind of like swimming with a school of fishes, and you keep running into them over and over. Yeah, it is that, interesting. I think that they also cast us on that episode. Uh, because they were like, oh, they know each other, so let's put them in the same scene. I believe that, yeah. And my brother in that scene was Joey Slotnick, um, of originally uh, the single guy fame, but lots of other amazing things, and he's a brilliant actor, he's done a lot of stage stuff. But for like 20 years, people have been like, are you guys brothers? And then we got cousins. Because <laughs> also a lot of people are like, he's the other Jew I know. Are you guys, are you guys related? <laughs> I mean, there are only so many of you in entertainment. That's very true. Right. As we only, mentioned earlier. Right, they have to. So then, the president show. And how long did that go for? It was a year of like a weekly show, uh-huh. and then we did two specials in 2018, so it was sort of two years, but 
consistently the, the biggest consistent part was 2017. Mm. But yeah, it was, uh, I helped uh, Adam, Pally, and Anthony uh, pitch that. Um, so I was one of the executive producers. And then they were like, you should play Mike Pence. <laughs> Which I never thought I would do. I just thought I would like help write. Uh-huh. And we pitched it to many people. Comedy Central bought it, and they were like, "Of course, Pete would play Mike Pence as his like sidekick." And they were like, "Sure, <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, great, that's fine." <clears throat> Which a friend of mine was like, "You're the uh, Mike Pence is the fuck." It was like, "You're the bagel to Mike Pence's corn muffin." <laughs> she said about. <laughs> thing like Mike Pence. That is beautiful. Very well, very well so I had to like put, I had to, you know, I had a ball cap, I had a white wig. They, I, Mike Pence is like a linebacker. He's kind of a big guy. Sure, sure, so sure. I, and I'm pretty, you know, I'm like a. You're a lean machine. Guy. I'm not a lean machine. I'm I would say lean machine. I'd say lean, I'd say lean but machine. But anyway, they like puffed me up. It's all the suit. It's the suit. It was the suit, yeah. It's the suit. Yeah, except for Anthony. He'll tell you he was wearing a fat suit, but he was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then when do you get Veep? Veep was something that I auditioned for when I was living in L.A., which uh, L.A. was kind of a wash. Like, I had a lot of friends out there, but no big thing happened. Mm. And then my family, we just kind of decided to move back. Um, <clears throat> but L.A. Veep was the thing that happened when I was in L.A. I was able to audition in person uh, and we, with Julia in the room at the, at the callback, mm. which was pretty great, improvising with her. And that was amazing. I had never met her before, but she was wonderful. And so that was that was pretty big. It's my favorite. Is it? It's my favorite thing in the entire world. I did you did you did you like try to play the game? Like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> did you, I hate you. I hate you. It's so real. I'm so it's too fucking real. It's too fucking real. You did that. I don't know if I knew that. Wow. wow. You went to Northwestern. Right? <laughs> you were born on February 10th, 1970. Me, me and my best friend Seth. We were, we just, just I happen to have this tattoo. It says, JLD plus BEG. Meow. I just walked in and said hello to everyone. I said meow to her. Meow. It's like Illuminati. And this, but it's literally my favorite thing. That's really good. I'm, For, another thing I'm very fortunate to get. I cannot speak to any, I can't take any responsibility for other than the shit that I did, but I think it's a brilliant show. It's, I can't imagine being that good. So I'm a person full of resentment. What? Every day. Yeah. Every day. I travel through this world. I, would, I, would, I spit in the eye of everything I observe. <laughs> You did that to me earlier. Yeah. I, I expect a raid. I'm a nerd. So, but then to Veep is like, it's just such a lozenge for the bitter spirit. It is so it artfully is, yeah. hateful. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. In every frame. And it delivers, but like in, in a way that leaves room for it to be funny. It's yeah. not just like, it's not a rampage of hate. It is hysterically funny. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty brilliant. And yeah. you are very good at well, thank you. He is he is exceptionally good at being a bastard where there's room for it to be absurdist and amazing and funny. That is nice. Well, I mean, he also plays a good agent too. Like he did a Comic Con's cop show, which you're also playing an agent this time around on Broadway. No, I'm playing a uh, uh, like a. a <laughs> Do you only play agents? I'm, yeah. I'm the president of NBC. Oh wow! <laughs> based on a real guy, Bob Sarnoff. Uh huh. 
Um, I mean, not based on it. This is a real guy, Bob Sarnoff. Um, but uh, yeah, so Jews, agents, and just bad people. So I got great. to play like a child molester once. And I was like, this is such a bad extension. Of was my... it a was it a funny child molester? No, it was an audition. <laughs> it was for that show Nosferatu. That was like a Zachary Quinto was. On. Oh, so good! I was like reading the audition, not, and I was like, this not is a show terrible was person. Yeah. <laughs> this is all because I played this one bad guy on Veep, and now I'm like, you know, he would be good at. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh, but uh, so you're going to be on Broadway, and I love the fact that you were never in a high school play. Take that, theater dorks! No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was in one. I was in the <laughs> senior. You're wasting your time. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Why are you staring me down? Oh my god! Let's look at this food, and then I'll get. All right. I'll so get back uh, to yeah, yeah. So uh, this uh, is insane. You had chosen uh, uh, like chicken parm or eggplant parm. Yeah, I yeah. just sent whatever you sent me to my chef. Okay. Oh my god! Amazing. Yep. Oh my god! He's going to tell. I don't know what he made. He's going to tell okay, me. Okay, let's find some, some parm. I had something. a baby breakfast in preparation for I this. had a very tiny breakfast. Yeah! What is good? So, wait, you, you, what did you pick for your cheat day meal? You said chicken parm, eggplant parm. Chicken parm was my thing, and then I was like, you know, it could be eggplant parm, it could be meatball parm. Just the. the I, so nice, he kept, kept going. Yeah, 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 yeah. At least in yeah. that trouble, then finally he's like, can I just bring something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yes, he's just like he's. he's That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Like one day have them bring in their like what what they themselves would get from like whatever trash bin that they get their their cheat day food from. Do you know what I mean? Like bring in your version and then we'll we'll put it up against traps. That might be fun one day. That is a good. Well, I mean, he's incredibly nice, and that's his reputation. He is exceedingly nice. We haven't even gotten to that. Nice, nice. Even even that single. I put the wrong finger. You. Number one. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know what we're looking at. Here. Breaded meat, saucy, cheesy. That's your thing. That's what you're talking about. Right? I, yeah, that really is. The There's fuck is going on? God, this looks amazing. The bread oh, looks amazing. It looks uh, like there's a, some so spicy oh, wait, sort of. A million napkins. We need a million napkins. Yeah, that's true. Like a million. Okay. One million. Okay, no, we got him. Got Thank you. All right, guys. So, all right. All right. Not waiting. A little information. Just yeah, for I want to know first before I throw throw this down. Yeah, so it's uh, just a chicken parm. Very, very simple. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of different layers of love in there as well. It looks um, amazing. Yeah, so the chicken is uh, it's fried with a little bit of Parmesan in the, in the breadcrumbs. Okay. We have a late summer tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Some pesto. And That's late pesto. summer That's tomato sauce. Uh-huh. Some, some mozzarella and some stracciatella. Cheese. Some what? Uh, stracciatella. So, so it's like burrata. Oh, really? But it's, but it's in. Oh, fuck! Minority. I already, I already hemorrhaged onto the onto the tech. Oh my god! <laughs> and then we got some lambrusco, a very nice Italian table wine to go with. Oh come on! Now lambrusco, is it? Um, is there lamb in it? <laughs> is there lamb in it? Because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a lamb. I'm on a lamb parmesan. Yeah. Is it um, carbonated or or, uh, or fizzy a little bit or something? Yeah, yeah. So it's a swaddling Italian red table wine. I mean, I think it goes very well. Mm. You're right. It should be every day, right, Mayron? I agree. I can't believe we're not doing this all the goddamn time. Like, yeah. This isn't just. You know, I mean, like every day. Hey, let's meet somewhere. Have a What are the podcast feeds you? Oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> I'm thrilled. I am actually rather pleased. This is exactly. So, what did you say against strut? So, there's like two different kinds of cheese. There's like a happy pesto in there. There's a late summer mm. tomato. Yakety yak. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a late summer tomato uh, tomato sauce. So it's like a little bit. Oh, um, dad. Sweet side. Um, dad, 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 dad. Why fry? is the chicken so meaty? The fry so on the chicken is fantastic. 
Hand fried? You don't deep fry. Uh, no, 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 I actually deep fried. You didn't? Yeah. Yeah, it's That's uh, why it's so crispy. Is it a thigh? Yeah. Yeah, they mm. were brined. That never time. happens. Brined it and yes, fried it. Oh my god. That's the move because then you taste it. But, you know, there's salt on the inside, so it's really juicy. I'm going to keep yeah. it real. Chicken parm is also very much like a, a, a fatty mm. boy go-to for me. Yeah. But the city of New York has somehow turned me off to chicken parm. No. Well, you have those shitty pizza spots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I struggle to find a place where the chicken stays moist like this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. this is the moisture. Do you know what I mean? It is, it is echoed in me, that moisture. You I like the I mean? idea of... Um, Pesto on there too. Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. you go like if it's well, some mm-hmm. people just like throw basil on, mm-hmm. which is right. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it's kind of not everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then it's also you know hot basil is nobody's yeah, favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hot basil. Talk about it, Peter. That's so hot true. Basil. That like wet, That's like true. that that wet wilty leaf mm. that ends up in your mouth. You know my my least favorite thing. Mm. Um, which is a, on the other side of the world. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Wet. I like these spot bread. Oh, you did scoop out must, the bread. Must happen. Wait a minute. I'm going to take a picture of that so that because I that can is do it important. On you are a very thoughtful man, Ralph. Absolutely. Good. I love you. You brilliant, wonderful bastard. I hate when you get like a dumpling from a Thai place or Chinese place, and they just throw like wet lettuce underneath and between the restaurant and your house. It just gets like soggy, yeah. soggy and brown. Yeah. And then you oh, like, yeah, you open up, you're like, oh, I'm excited for these dumplings. Yeah. And there's like these like, yeah, deformed yeah. lettuce hostages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Deformed <laughs> lettuce hostages. Oh my is, God, it's disgusting. It's my like random, random fried stuff from a diner as well when it comes in three in the morning. There's yeah. Weird lettuce underneath. Yeah. There's no reason. There's this accelerated doing? putrefaction. Oh, I yeah. That's that like. Oh, I'm not, I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't yeah. like this. I'm like, yeah. You deserve this. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, like there should be like <laughs> functional, edible, either a garnish that's like just the sprig of parsley, yep. or something that you're going to eat, but not like yeah, yeah, or something that that'll yeah. stand up. You know what I mean? That isn't yeah. going to die in the container. Mm. But goddamn it, yeah, talk to. Uh, so this this one was this one took a little bit less time than usual. Um, mm. It's just like the tomato sauce, proper. the pesto, and then just goddamn right the chicken. Mm, it's nice. Result. It's really nice. I worked in a pizzeria for a year, so I haven't had I haven't oh, yeah. had oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't had a chicken cutlet this delicious in a minute. The pizza cutlet on Island. Oh god, I delivered pizza for eight years, man. That you delivered? Good. I actually did that. I know how to make pizza, but that was a very quick game, mm-hmm. so they went back. It's not easy. It's a really hard thing. To I would say bigger yeah. plate. <laughs> you say what? <laughs> bigger plate because I'm, I know I am going to wear yeah, this. Yeah, I, I know I'm going to wear this. And what about this? No, no, no. We have to. So it's actually it's like a hybrid between ciabatta. Mm-hmm. I'm like a sourdough. So mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I mean, did I was, you make it? I didn't for this one. Okay, I didn't. Where'd you get um, it from? Sullivan Street Bakery. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a good one? Yeah, it's great. It's really, really close to my kitchen too. So this is absurdly good. Kitchen. Say the name. Um. So, uh, something good hospitality is mm-hmm. is my company. And God the, damn. The kitchen's in Soho. We don't we don't really operate out of it. We just cook out of it. But we're currently currently looking for our first restaurant. So yes. he'll come to your house and cook for you and whomever, like, mm-hmm. uh, like a private party or yeah. uh, maybe a date. I like the date idea better. Don't yes. like the date. I'm just for free. That's right. Listen, you're gonna come what? Oh no! He, he, he like he told us about like some swingers about. tried to get in his pants just, after like, he fed. Really? I just like I mean, you're gonna cook dinner and then watch us have sex. <laughs> what? It was a Valentine's Day little special treat, and they they paid me enough where yeah. I couldn't really say no. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weird. They had him do a handstand and they painted his balls red so it looked like a heart. That, that was the third one. Yeah. 
And then that was just yeah. it's a really it's a really I think I feel like you've done that before. I have. <laughs> yeah, you didn't just invent that. I don't have to paint them. All right. <laughs> So I mean, if you look at it this way, like you're on, you're on a very, very, very intimate date, and then I am just joining you. Because <laughs> it was in their also, apartment. And there's so many questions that they're asking me about the food. I mean, yeah. Just like, yeah. Isn't yeah, that exactly. sad? Like, it's Valentine's Day, and you're going to be like, so, chef, like, imagine, like. I know, they don't have anything better to talk about. Connect with your lover, yeah, for God's sake. Like, the sketch would be, in, obviously not you, but, like, you want to do that, but you don't have the budget, so you just get, like, a pizzeria chef. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is delicious. What is it? Pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you yeah. Had young Ryan Reese, who was delivering pizza, and you <laughs> locked the door behind him. I forgot that you were a pizza delivery you. boy, and now I have a whole different thing to be off to. Oh, <laughs> I would never in a million years. I would never. I want you to know that. Do you know that? In a million years, I can't. I can't. I literally, I, I can't. I can't even. Anyone is confident that in a million years you wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, after you go through every other person. And all the women <laughs> in the world. And you're like, all right, Ryan, I have gone, I've gone to everyone else. And you've like assembled fruit and vegetables and sort of <laughs> in suggestive ways. This is really delicious. Is this, is this scratching the itch? And you, cause here's the thing. Sometimes it'll happen so that you get like, like the cheap day food that you want. Is not necessarily like the, the elevated presentation of it. This, right, right, right. For me, is satisfying in a very different way than when I just opened my mouth like the Reach toothbrush right. man and just like dumped. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, a bucket of going in a toothbrush. Right. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You can anything. Ask, anything that's there. Absolutely. You could go to. I could go to a bodega and ask for a chicken parm hero and just take it and shove it in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And one. Tasting it. That's right. This this is the kind of thing that I love so much, mm. and I'm going to. Do you eat irregularly though? I mean, you're a tiny man. I eat it. How dare you? He's, he's Hollywood thin. He's, 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 he's no, he is camera ready thin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is a thing. I know. Do you know how much I have to fight to be shot from the right angle on this? <laughs> I interviewed like one of my idols, and I saw the tape, and I can't even watch it because it's like. Oh man. I know this is this is definitely doing it for me. I don't eat it that much because I'm frequently disappointed. In it. Mm. This is something I would eat weekly. Do you if I knew I eat? Are you aware? Like, are you? I no. My thing gastrointestinally is I mm. can't eat that much, or else I get like sickums, sickums. Mm -hmm. So that it, and I have a fast metabolism. I have my mom's metabolism. She's thinner. God love her. And so. I, I could not sit down and eat this entire thing. I don't think I could. Yeah, I would never be able to do Depend that. If there was something it's on like TV. It would make me like sick all day long. It was yeah. too much. Yeah, if I were tuned out, if I were stressed out enough and there was something on television that I could use to like distract myself, it would just disappear. I would just kind of eat right. it that is really in this sort of space of that, unconsciousness. That is really the only way I eat. Like, on <laughs> television. So, only, right? Semi-lucid. No, no, I mean, I mean, I love eating shitty food late at night. Right. That's like... It is when... There is something right. that happens. The witching hour makes it more delicious. For sure. Oh, no, I can, I can, I can pound all this food right now. <laughs> yes, I know. Fighting. Fighting not to. I, I actually have, the, yeah, I have a similar really thing. Different, people have different takes. It's I, like, but it's your body and your brain. It's, I don't know. I could eat this over two hours. Yeah, that's true. Actually. I could eat that. You know I what I mean? Like, like bite by bite. I, mean, like, I can't. If you eat slowly, you eat camera and a fucking microphone. Then well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, even there are just certain foods that, like, like a, I, I could eat a bucket of mashed potatoes. Like, for some reason, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they they just sort of they well, take up so little. Situation. 
Right. 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 I think we're going to win pay for this podcast. That'll be what you make me a no on Valentine's Day. Then you just sit there watching and see what's in these mashed potatoes as I'm like sucking a fork. You're going to be. That might be a move. Yeah. Did you did you mash these with your hands? Let me smell your hands. I want to smell your hands. You have to see it. Oh, I can't tell you about it. I can't tell you about it. You gotta see it. I'll show you. Please tell me. No, you might be one of our first guests. It'll be very really? happy. Yeah. Well, tell them. What? Think about shooting there. Tell where, where is oh, it? Oh, um, it's a and between. It's kind of out of my range, man. Why? Where do you live? I live in Gramercy, but all all my business centrally is downtown, so I don't really. You come up and hang out. I would come up and hang out with you. And we had we don't own the place yet. I had a it's we huge. had an offer. Yes, yeah. it's like eight. Rooms, two bathrooms, <laughs> an SM dungeon. It's, it's I was wild. assuming, yeah. yeah. So Why is he doing that? He brought that, actually. Of course, of course. Mm. But it's, 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 uh, it's, that's awesome, man. Congrats. That's very sweet of you. But I'm back to the, first of all, like, none of us can stop chewing long enough to actually have a meaningful conversation. Well, point, point. I know, but it's always, it's, it's like, I'm so, so excited to talk to the guests that we have on, right? And then Raf shows up and gives me, like, food that is, like, I mean, if if my then you all sit around if my like women if, at brunch like I couldn't eat this whole thing oh no totally no but I mean like if my stomach had a clip do you know what I mean that's so weird if my stomach had a clip you're dropping major do you know, which I think is a is oh a I remember that song song that yeah. was from the Wiz <laughs> I mean, I if my stomach had a clip <laughs> cut from the Wiz do you see how ready he is he's a true wit I was telling this to my friend on the way here. So then you and I did this show called Uptown Showdown, where we were just like assigned arbitrary sides of an argument. You go up and it's like comedians and uh, journalists and whatnot. Yeah, but it's usually stuff where it's like wine versus beer or yeah. like the Stones versus the Beatles. And you just like make an argument and it's always silly, dumb stuff. It's Yeah, except the first time he and I did it together, it was Trump versus Hillary. And it was October uh, something of 2016. Yeah. yeah. Very controversial for, and, for a like, show of that nature. It was in the Upper West Side. The overwhelming sort of, the, the belief was that Trump was like a clown run. And that it was, there was no way it was going to happen. Yeah. And we were on the same team. We both picked Trump because we wanted to do the like false praise of Trump. It was yeah. very fun. Like I did this whole thing on like gold. <laughs> it was the stupidest PowerPoint thing in the world. with gold. Yeah, it was yeah really look at the gold. And then Peter's, I didn't know... Uh, what what I'm expecting from most actors, right? I don't know your again. I don't know anything about anyone in our industry. I'm an idiot. I think that most actors do not themselves bring wit to the table. Yes, they, straight up actors, <laughs> right? As in people who you recognize from television. I mean, all the actors I know who hear this, they're all very incredible, no, brilliant. Like the ones I don't know aren't listening. <laughs> yeah. All right, idiots. <laughs> but then. So I, I genuinely, I wasn't expecting much in the, I mean, that's not true because I was a deep and abiding fan of Veep yeah, and I loved do. your work on it, but I didn't know what he was going to produce. And I was, it, there's a tape of it somewhere on the internet where during your presentation, he did it by hand. Like most of us do like PowerPointy digital presentations, Peter's was by hand. And it was the most absurdly funny thing I had seen I in do. years. And fun. like... I was falling out, like I was going a little crazy on stage, <laughs> laughing at like, because I'm an acid casualty, right? Like I'm, I'm very much a hallucinogen baby. Right. <laughs> so when something is coming out that is like, oh shit, <laughs> like this is wacky thinking, I get very aroused. Stomach clip, <laughs> you know, 
pineal gland clit. Am I wrong? Pineal gland oh, clit. That's very funny. So it's that. Do you know what I it mean? It's very, very that. And so, yeah, you you are an absurdly funny person. Oh, thank you. And right now I'm being very reserved because I just need half of a giant. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck. Oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. It is also the only podcast with doggy bags. But to my point, oh my God, I'm, I'm it's going to take this. I love leftovers so much. Same. This is going to bring me so much happiness tomorrow. I love you. So tomorrow? Happy to eat this. You're not going to eat that for dinner. I just don't know you. Listen. No, I, I will finish this over the course of a day. Did you really stop eating until I hit plate? That is. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Inedible yeah. thing. Money, yeah. Yeah. I know people who, who were um, pushed you, away, like, had like a, that significant fat thing. Hole, man. There was a fat guy right behind <laughs> yes. me, it's like just waiting to come out. My, so. my peak was 336. Are your nipples weird? My nipples? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's just what God gave me. Yeah. <laughs> you got weird nips. <laughs> but what I'm saying. Can I get yeah. some more of this? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not drinking that. Oh, I'm not. For? Obviously, oh, I'm not. Oh, you're not right. Do you want to? Do you want to acknowledge or? What we've acknowledged a million times in a sober person. I went to rehab during Christmas of last year. I'm nine months sober. I can't drink. I don't drink. Cheers, cheers to that. Big year. <laughs> Cunts. <laughs> I don't miss it at all. <laughs> That's what they say. The second you walk out, you're cured. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> no meetings. No, no, no. I'm fine with it. Honestly, genuinely. Honest. Honest. Yeah. Um, it's good for you. What? I do, do you know, after 27 years of being fucked up, having like a modicum of clarity, it's it's fresh. This is That's new. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is the new thing. It's like when I first found painkillers, I was like, ooh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is it's my new, new category. Yeah. It really is. Like, wow. Huh? You taking testosterone? How dare you? Now you're going to bring up that I'm low T? Uh, no. No, no, no. You're doing it because you're waiting. No, no, no. I'm doing it because I'm incredibly low T. I'm basically hormonally a woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. No, no estrogen. But no. I hate you. God, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Fuck you. But, um. <laughs> Did you say hormonally or personality? Oh, my God. Yeah, you mean your boobs? You big fat boobs, Mira? Because uh, you, you look like you're fucking breastfeed beavers. All right, so, um, but, what the fuck? You're the one that brought up your weird <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. We are, it's very soon. It's probably in, like, the next two weeks I'm going to start getting testosterone, which is going to help me mostly with sleep. Uh-huh. Good. What? You think I'm going to turn into a rage of holly? How does that go? Huh? How does that go? I don't understand. It's literally one of the, the major uh, sort yeah, of presentation, like mode. how you know. Like one of the things that's like, if you if your sleep is super disordered, and like you've gone off the drugs, you don't drink, you yakety yak, yeah. they're like, let's look at your hormone panel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hormone and, panel? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a most boring discussion you know, show. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, you kidding know, me? Today we're here with estrogen. The Middle East. They're not even talking about uh, That's what I mean. A true wit. A true wit. It's the dumbest. You know you can increase your testosterone by doing workouts. I work out like a fucking animal. I know, but specific ones for your lower body, like uh, squats and deadlifts. I literally do squats and deadlifts. I have a torn meniscus. What does your workout schedule look like? Uh, I I work uh, three or four days a week with an Olympic lifter. Mm. Yeah. And it's brutal, and I some I often so, can't walk. So we started ta- we've been taping this thing for a while. So he knew we taped in the afternoon. And he's like, I'm always free. And then a week later, he's like, I'm now busy. Because <laughs> that's when you ship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's o'clock.
Thursdays and Fridays for sure, and then sometimes on the weekend. Can't wait until the end Wait, did I actually name the street the block that I'm on? Yeah. yeah. Cut the shit! <laughs> you motherfucker! Yeah. That's insane! Just keep saying it so it's uncuttable. God damn! <laughs> Every two minutes. There's a new veterinarian on the corner. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? That used to be my fantasy. <laughs> Do you know break what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I wanted I to be. I wanted to be. Now. I wanted to be sexually violated by. That was my. Okay, <laughs> cut that too. <laughs> you got it. What is that? <laughs> no, we can't. What? I don't know. I don't know. It was there was a guy on the first season of The Apprentice who was like a real gentleman, and I was like, I would, you know, go to jail. Was it Trump? No, it was. <laughs> it was Donald Trump. Who's Donald Trump? It was Eric Vampire Trump. <laughs> it was bloodless Eric Trump. Um, no. Do you know that I actually really want Melania on this show? Oh, I really want to feed Melania. That's what she'll she'll eat something <clears throat> like make cat eyes the entire time she eats it. You know, there are people that you know I've asked to be on the show and they hear food. They're like, like oh yeah. Oh, they don't want to eat on camera and shit, but they don't want to eat. Period. People have food issues. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I would assume you have kind of a strict diet or. See, they're so stupid because the move, if you're someone who has like disordered eating or doesn't want to like, you want to keep that a secret. So you literally go on a podcast like this and you're like, oh, I love chicken parmesan. You know what I mean? And then like, you (laughs) utensils, like chopsticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like cutting, like making trail through like railroad tracks in the sauce. And before I go, where's the bathroom? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> putting on like rubber yeah. gloves. They have, <laughs> they have like a horse's bag of oats that they're just vomiting into throughout. <laughs> this was ever so much fun. I really love what was this again. Mm, I can't tell my brain what it was because my body's not really going to eat it. <laughs> Everybody has some weird food issues. Oh, that is the thing. And being on camera food makes is like it control, worse. Control, right? I mean, like people's food issues are all about like controlling. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so being on camera, I can imagine. Makes people, it like, don't you want to see. Well, but you don't struggle with that necessarily. Oh, really? Broadway. Oh, yeah, so this is what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, plug, plug the Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug the Broadway show. Um, so it's called, um, it's Old Calcutta. We're doing a uh, <laughs> <laughs> all-noon program from Damn the 80s. Damn you. I, so I grew up in New York, and like we would come in and see shows and stuff. And I remember seeing, I don't even know what Old Calcutta was, but I just remember knowing... It was like a bunch of nudity, and I'm like, mm. I gotta go see that. Show. <laughs> of course, I yeah. didn't want to go with my parents. Like, I totally get it though. That, no that 1980s pursuit of nude. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the poster was like a, a naked woman's leg and arm protruding after, uh, like over a sheet. Yeah, well, that's yeah. alluring. Oh, Calcutta. Online. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's definitely oh. worth finding out. <laughs> so it's called Goodnight Oscar, and it's uh, it stars Sean Hayes as this guy named Oscar Levant, who was a uh, Piano player and a wit, speaking of wits, mm. from the 50s, he would go on like the Jack Parr Tonight Show and he would go on you know other shows. He was on like the, the um, Groucho, like What's My Line and stuff like mm. that. He was just funny and he was an actor and he was in uh, An American in Paris. He's the guy who's like Gene Kelly's like piano playing huh. buddy. And he had a lot of major depression issues, a lot of like true psychosis and was on like heavy, heavy drugs. But then talked about him in his comedy and was like, oh, I'm so, you know, uh, there's a fine line between like uh, 
you know, sanity and comedy, and I've like erased it. Or he had all these like, you know, Oscar Wilde and like mm. quips about how crazy he was. Mm. And so the play basically takes place in a night um, where he's been sprung from a mental institution, which he truly actually was. happened. Actually happened. Shit. Um, <laughs> he got sprung in real in, in real life. He was sprung for something else, but the playwright has taken a bunch of true things and put it all into one night where he's mm. sprung to show up for the Jack Parr Tonight Show. His wife got him out um, for like a four day or four hour pass. He's going to be on the show. It's Jack Parr's doing one of those like um, live from the West Coast uh, type gigs where like, you know, like when late night shows, like they go to, you know, sure. Chicago for yeah. a little bit. For right? Spice. Because Parr was in, he was in New York. Mm. Right, because Carson brought it. Yep. So, mm. yeah. so uh, it was like a week live in the, um, you know, from LA and the sort of big like sweeps week thing. So he's one of the guests. So I play uh, Bob Sarnoff, who's the real president of NBC at the time, who's just the heavy, the hard ass who's like, he can't, you know, I don't want him fucking with my show. Mm. This is high stakes. Mm. Um, so I'm on breathing down Jack Parr's neck and Jack wants Oscar to be like vibrant and funny. And like, he wants him to be crazy. And he's also a brilliant piano player. So he wants him to play piano and Oscar has all his demons and his wife is there. So it's a big, like swirling. It. It's a little, uh, it's not as crazy and antic as like, um, like my favorite year, you know how that could be. Like, <laughs> da, 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 da. And then there's this roller skating number, and they just keep going in a circle. It's yeah. just all naked. Yeah, the best time. it's Indians, <clears throat> nude Indians. But it's uh, it's like one act, very funny straight through. But it's very well. It's not like antically funny, but it's pretty funny. It has a lot of Oscar Levant's like real lines in it. And then the playwright Doug Wright is really brilliant and wrote some other great stuff. And it's just one act. It's not like a three-hour Broadway musical. So it's ninety. Five ninety-eight minutes or something. Lovely. In and out. Lovely. Mwah. Yeah. Oh, you go see a seven o'clock show. You're up by eight thirty. I just did. I just did the other night. It was like I got home at like eleven thirty, and it was like, come on. Yeah. It's a go. seven o'clock show. Go, man. Yeah, it'll be we fun. Will, I oh, I would like murder to go. I would absolutely. It opens in April of twenty twenty-three. Okay, and you're rehearsing now. Ooh, no. No. Not yeah. yet. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I'm gonna be busy. Yeah. <laughs> when does it close so I can find out if I'm busy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's September. It's gonna be a long. Work done, so I'm going to be on bed rest. And... <laughs> I'm going to go back to rehab for six months. Yeah. <laughs> By then, I'll have relapsed. Yeah. It's safe to say. <laughs> God, this isn't it. even wood. Oh, yeah. No, we're um, going to rehearse in, in March. So we did the show in uh, Chicago at the Goodman Theater. Ah. And uh, there's seven people in the cast, and five of them are, are going to do the uh, reprise. Their roles. And yeah. then the other two are not. But uh, so it'll just be incorporating new people, and it won't take too long to rehearse. We'll have a couple weeks of previews, and then we'll open. And How magical! And when are the auditions? The auditions uh, for the part of the oh. African American uh, orderly mine are mine. in mine. <laughs> mine. and the <laughs> and the young uh, guy in his twenties, uh, PA at yeah. the uh, at the television also network. Mine. Also mine. <laughs> I can do double duty on those. Roles. Yeah, you should do I'm both. They're never on safe. Incredi- I'm safe. fresh faced. <laughs> I'm fresh faced and ethnic. So. That's I am true. ethnic, you motherfuckers. You're one of those, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about Dude. what's going on in Iran right now. Uh, what's to talk about? I mean, it's a it's a corrupt garbage. Uh, no, no, Iran. Shows. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Big over there. Big sorry about that. No, sorry about that. I thought you said Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, who uh, was basically Iranian? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's it like you know, it, it's great to see the uh, uh-huh. the. Uh, yeah. what, the 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 chief. Uh, did he get some on him? So it's all over his pants. Yeah. Oh, what? It's denim. Supposed to be? Oh yeah. Oh now. It's supposed to be. See, before I start beating off to Ryan, it's going to be sauce on a leg. 
no, uh, you know, the, 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 I just saw this morning uh, video footage of the chief of the morality police yeah, in Tehran right? just being absolutely that's beaten bloody. Thing. Yeah. Chief of the Marauders. Wait, oh, yeah. Wait, why was the he... chief was beaten bloody oh, by protesters? Oh, yeah, yeah, by protesters. Oh. And that's heaven. And he thought he had a cushy job. He Well, no. He he knows he doesn't have a cushy job, but he knew, he thought he had it enforced. He thought he had backup to yeah, the nines, like, yeah. right? And he thought the morality contracts at college. Yeah. <laughs> ha, ha! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I mean, when I, was, when I lived in Iran, I was uh, 9 and 10, and the morality police were real. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were... Mean? It means that, like, you know, at any point time your doorbell could ring and they would come into your house and they would like look for any vestige any hint of you know like if you had a glass that might have been used for alcohol if you if like i had a children's game that had dice for certain books for a woman with her you know who was whose makeup or like she looked too coiffed or too put together i mean it was uh any hint of a party any hint of uh it's very handmaid's like what is handmaid's tale uh, I mean, the, the, well, not very. Not do you know what it is? It's that, like, here's the thing. Revolutions of that nature require stupid people. Like, MAGA would be nothing without idiots, without people who are genuinely borderline illiterate, to have no knowledge of working knowledge of science or politics or human nature even. They're just stupid people who have to be mobilized to support a fascist country. And want to be on the right side. And want, they just, they, they want like the safety in numbers they want. They, be, they, everybody wants to belong, right? And so they are leveraged to create a coup or a revolution, these stupid people. And then the new government comes in and usually assaults education to keep people stupid so they continue having this influx right. of morons. Now, those morons have to be rewarded. They need jobs. And right. it's not like they're gonna be doctors. They're just idiots. So those morons are then put in positions like morality police mm-hmm. or being in charge of some government, job. right? As Please in, the, it, is, it is a place to send idiots. But it was a very Western, um, um, I don't know, equate Western with sophisticated, but there was a modernity in Iran oh, before yeah. the revolution. There was, yeah, no, know, people uh, were devout. Euro Disney was, yeah. going to, was going to be built in Tehran. Really? Oh yeah, the plans before were for the be 79. Was mm-hmm. it 79 or 77? 79. Yeah. Wait, so you how old, what years were you living there? Uh, I was there from 76 to 79. My mother wrote an article and put her uh, that was in defense of sort of women and their right to vote. And she called the the there was a political candidate who said that women should have their right to vote removed. And she said any man who denigrates the women of Iran denigrates Iran. Right. And so she went for his jugular and then she was put on the list to be executed. Oh my God. My brother was learning how to assemble rifles in in class, and he was a boy of thirteen. So you were a baby. I was a baby. My parents specifically had me in London to get everyone out three years prior because they heard that shit was going to get weird. Wow. And yeah, and then uh, yeah, she was on the list to be. I think you would have been fine over there. Honestly, well, they took me back when I was nine and ten, and I was like a girl. Do you know what I mean? Like I was. Like, so why did you go back? Why did they go back? My parents wanted to get their marriage one last shot. And my father didn't leave the country because he thought oh. that it would all blow over. And well, his dad was also big action there, right? Yeah, my dad was a, a you know well-known doctor, like had a university, like a wing of a university named after him. He was like dean of that university. He wanted to come here and be a cab driver. That's exactly well, yeah. He would have yeah. had to like start over. Like he would have to take like basic English classes. Yeah. He would have to retake the MCATs. I mean, all of that. Yeah. So he didn't want to do any of that. 
And he actually wanted to come in and trade real estate. And my mother said, I married a doctor, not a realtor. And so he would have he moved. Would have, he would have done it. I found that out after the fact. Oh my God, he so could have been fucking selling Sunset. I would have been, are you kidding me? Have, we'd have something. There would be like any like trace of, of generational wealth. None. Uh, yeah, so he just didn't convert the money. Everything. Like, now let's talk about mistakes yeah. our parents ha, ha, ha. I didn't want Why to. Are we I, so absolutely. Because of the mistakes. You can't ask made. me about Iran. You can never ask me about Iran. It's like, it's like, oh, you want to hear someone hate something? Here we go. Like, it's just the worst. My dad grew up in Romania and moved out. Moved out. <laughs> moved out. You know, like the Billy Joel song. He moved out. <laughs> he left Romania, you know, uh, running away from it when, mm. in 1961. Mm. And lived in Vienna for a year and then came here afterwards. But he had a deep abiding hatred. But we went back and visited in 1980 when it was still Ceausescu, when it was still just as bad as it ever was. Yeah. And we smuggled like paintings out. And my sister and I knew that we were doing it. He rolled, he like learned how to take these old paintings. They were just portraits of his ancestors. Mm. He's like, I want them. They're I want important. the state to own them. Yep. So he learned how to put like a, I don't know, you put like a sheet, like a very thin sheet over the painting so because it was from the 1800s so it wouldn't crack mm. we rolled mm. it unrolled it we put it in like poster tubes mm -hmm. took a train from romania out to uh yugoslavia you have to go they by still romania. had yugoslavia at the time yep and we uh yeah he, he like we smuggled stuff out and then you know at the border they didn't they didn't they look around and they kind of check and see what's up but then nobody looked at there but that's like a very specific like uh sort of vignette that not every sort of kid yeah has, right like if both I mean? your parents grew up in america mm -hmm. you have a whole bunch of different shit that you mm -hmm. learn about but yep. not that yeah yeah it was interesting but my mom grew up in connecticut so it wasn't like you know i didn't have double american parents <laughs> uh, my, i have the same thing my parents are both from new york and they left and they hate it i get it yeah are they in connecticut where no, are they no, no, yeah do you believe this crap <laughs> Oh yeah. my God! This is, this is yeah. like what your friends' parents feel about Iran. That's yeah. what we feel about Manhattan. That's exactly how we feel. <laughs> they were yeah. so like when the when lines of the city, they were like, what are you doing? The revolution that came. Really? In <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Where did they live? Oh, my mother was from. Well, first she lived in Harlem, mm -hmm. uh, 125th and Broadway. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, like my from Harlem. Literally, like my favorite right place to shop. Right where the Apollo is. Right. Yeah. But that's also where George Carlin grew up. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That's right. Mm. And then she, her family moved to the Bronx, which was like, <laughs> you guys are really back right. a thousand years. <laughs> wow. And uh, my father's from uh, Rockway, Queens. Oh, that's funny. Wow. But in the Bronx, to like another Irishy neighborhood. Uh, yes, in the Bronx, yes, but far Rockaway, uh, my my father's side of the family, Jewish Lower East Side. Okay. Moved out to Rockaway. Oh wow! And that was like, hey, we made it out of the Lower East Side. I was like, a little, was it a little community? more sketchy than that. Oh, uh, right. as, as the story goes, uh, uh, my grandfather was a Shylock, and uh, Meyer Lansky was organizing the Lower East Side. What's a Shylock? A loan shark. Okay. And my grandfather didn't want to be bossed around by a Jewish me. monster. Mm. Pretty much. He didn't, want, he didn't want to take orders from Meyer Lansky, but wow. he had a big family. He had like eight brothers and sisters. So they didn't know exactly. They, he stuck his brother for him and they kidnapped his brother. <laughs> So that was one movie. Yeah, so my grandfather was like, yeah, because wow. Rockaway would have been like, it was the country. There was no one yeah, there. Sure, sure. It was just weeds and beach. So he was just hiding. Where in the state did you grow up? I grew up in Scarsdale, Westchester. In Scarsdale, Westchester. Okay. 
And what was that? What, what do we what do we take from that? So Scarsdale? Yeah. Money. Money. Yeah. Money. I mean, Scarsdale is just like money. it's like one of the better off. Um, I don't love that I grew up there, but I don't begrudge both my mom and dad deciding like we deserve to yeah. raise our kids there, I, I you know. know. Well she was born like very poor. My dad was born in another country and had like multiple different like fascist and communist regimes like come in and take shit from him so they were they were doing we it. have that similar backgrounds no it's just more like i like i love my friends that i grew up with but i wish that we all grew up in a different place just it's like because like all the bullshit of like yeah but you, you have to go to like the best possible schools and look at everybody's cars and like yeah, all that materialism I know, but that specific brand no, of it, money, like, I would trade that in for white something a little less. Is, there's an annoying factor to it. There is an annoying factor. It's annoying to go back. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know. I like, never tell go back. people, like, this is where I'm from. No one's like, oh, great. That's so interesting. <laughs> You're from, like, the town with the nicest school in the country? That's wonderful. The freaks that I got in my moneyed white suburb are like they're they're still part of my chosen family like i love yeah. and none of us were, were the richest family in town by any stretch yeah, I like, feel like if you sure if you grow up in a situation like that then you know you know once you're in an actual city you can appreciate you know all the culture and stuff like that oh, absolutely. You know, it's true you, know. you came out of it more literate than some schools yeah. turn out their kids and also true. people go back i mean there's lots of people that i know that live in scarsdale again and i'm like i don't understand i guess How? they just love it i don't know yeah, no, it's, it's, calm, it's, calm, it's not, it, yeah, it's no. the same reason anyone goes back to where if you're, if you're they work grew up. It really doesn't matter. Like a friend of mine that I went to high school with, his family owns, you know Gino's Ices? Yeah. Okay. No. It's also pizzerias, but his family owns that. You know, wow. like he didn't have That's to big. work. Yeah. They made him work in every facet of that business. Yes. I, I had a job when I was 15. What was it? It was illegal. What was um, it? I love an illegal job. It was, um, a right. <laughs> there was a certain <laughs> class of gentlemen in Starsdale. Yeah, I like swept up a, a coffee. Uh, I worked in a shop. massage parlor. Yeah. And this yeah. woman, Gilaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh-huh. No, I worked, uh, yeah, I just like, worked like sweeping up and like stocking, uh, like a, not a coffee shop, like a coffee store. It was like a, a food place that you would go and like buy coffee beans and mm. stuff like that. When mm. were you uh, when you were able to get out of there? Uh, go to I went, I went to college and then I uh, went to Chicago Northwestern. And I stayed. Also, I, the other thing that's for me is I stayed in Chicago forever. I didn't like come running back to New York, which a lot of my friends like went to college outside of New York and then they all came back to New York, mm. which. Right. I kind of feel like I missed out on something now that I'm here again because everyone's like, "Do you remember this thing that happened in like 1999?" I'm like, "I wasn't here." <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a good, I had a great. No, I mean, like, and you went, and it sounds like you landed in a certain track that, like, yeah, I had my, yeah, it's exactly it's exactly my fine. Yeah, I know. I'm bitching about like just like uh, friend stuff. Like, I missed a certain. Things with like you know high school friends and stuff like that. How did you get yeah, the? Uh, how did you yeah, get? Yeah, 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 how did you get this? The the Sean Hayes Oscar. The player's Oscar, name again. Uh, Good night, Oscar. Good night, Oscar. Um, yeah. I did a reading of it in. Uh, I did oh, yeah. a reading oh, of it in um, uh, in November, mm. and then they asked me to be in the cast in Chicago, and then I was, and then they asked me to be in the cast here when it came back. Well. I mean, very genuinely, I think anyone who gets to watch you do your thing 
is very lucky oh, to thank do you. so. You are exceptionally good at this. Thank you. I'm you very are. excited. And he's a genuinely funny person. It bothers me. It bothers me how funny he is. <laughs> I'll try to be less funny and maybe better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. I'll take it. Well, all right. So let's just invite some in out of here. Yeah. Yep. Raph, yep. I want you to tell me what we ate. Tell me so, about the wine, too. Mm. Yeah, we had a chicken parmesan with mm, uh, mm, a couple of things added in there. We mm. had a had a Lambrusco. Just go to Lambrusco.com. Ah, it's, uh, oh, it's such a pretty yeah, bottle. It's sparkling red wine. It's fucking delicious. Very, very good wow. for the table. Very um, good. Yeah, and you can find me at, at Chef Raph NYC. That's on IG. And... Something good have to tell you. Love the shirt in New York. Hey. I'll get shirts next week, by the way. Okay. I'll send you one. Great. I'm yeah. sure he's going to give me like a woman's medium and then <laughs> shoot me from the side. side. He's going to. He is. He's going to put me from the side. This fucker puts me in a sports bra you and then he's like, literally, he's going he's gonna to underlight me and then the shoot. It's, I know it. You think a mother doesn't know this? terrible things. in this shirt. Why don't you get my dimensions? I have yelled at him at like three in the morning. Three in the morning. Like you called him at three or you happen to be hanging out? Oh, no, no, no. Like a wall of text. Like, you motherfucker. Take your uh, get your measurements taken for a t-shirt. Here, here, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, and my weird nipples. What tailor is going to be like? I'm building a t-shirt. <laughs> what? Like a blueprint for a t-shirt? That's heaven. Great. That's wonderful. Gucci, you're gonna love it. Yeah, I'm like, love it. it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, basically for now. Chef Raph NYC. Yeah, Chef Raph NYC. Something good. Something good. And got a couple projects in the works. So I'll keep you posted. For sure. What about uh, the, the restaurant? Um, no, so we are, we're, we're currently looking at a location. Okay. And mm. yeah, we're going to kind of merge some good hospitality and, you know, an actual functioning restaurant. Great. And both out of the same space. Nope. So yeah. If they get to eat food like this, dude. Yeah. Like, bring it yeah. on. I'm Miran. I'm the Miran on Instagram. I'm Miran X on Twitter. I mean, I don't fucking use social media, so I don't know why. I but he complains about it endlessly. I sure do. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, and yeah, and I'm here at the cellar all the time. Um, I'm going to be in a play in six months. I'm going to be on Broadway. And um, oh, I'm in a, I shot a movie last year called The Menu uh, that's coming out this fall. Um, it's a whole big, like, chef. Fancy restaurant oh, really? angle. It's pretty interesting. Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's it, really it great. I'm playing sommelier. It was written by, oh, really? uh, co-written by Seth Reese, who is uh, not Ryan's Do you give a shit about wine? Part. Just real quick. I like wine it, a lot. Okay, good. It could help me in the business season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, li- I li- really like food, really like wine. I don't want to be too annoying about, you know, like talking to a professional about, you know, what kind of the cheese? But, uh, <laughs> it makes him so happy. But I, I like knowing about it. I like knowing about it. I yeah, kind of want to yeah. know, like, what tomatoes did you use? Mm. Like, what else oh, is in the pesto? Very, but um, but uh, what else can I plug? That's pretty much it for me. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. It is, in I'm, fact, I'm great. in a good spot. I'm good. I'm good. And everyone, rewatch Veep and everything that rewatch we've watched. God damn it. Yeah, oh, maybe, yeah, and buy it on something. Maybe it'll, it'll increase my... I have. Okay, oh, yeah. You need the money. Don't hear me sandwich. Right? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but I think this plate is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, The Cheat Day Show. You can mm. find us on all social media platforms at The Cheat Day Show. My name is RR Comedy. We're here at the Comedy Cellar. Catch me performing Monday nights. Uh, other than that, you guys are awesome. Uh, cheat work. Yay! Thank you so much, Peter. What a blast. You gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the Cheat Day Show podcast. To learn more about our show, the hosts, the comedians, our guests, our chefs, and more, visit our website, thecheatdayshow.com. 
Also, follow along with us on our social media at The Cheat Day Show on Instagram and Twitter. Future episodes can be found in all the places you get your favorite podcast. Our show is also sponsored by the world-famous Comedy Cellar on McDougal Street in New York City's Greenwich Village. Visit ComedyCellar.com for show lineups happening seven days a week. Later, cheaters. <laughs>